Hey, welcome to the Clearly Casiasco podcast, powered by Kedco and JC Innovations. I'm Alan Teo, here with Jody Claypool. Jody, great to see you again. You too, Alan. All right, fantastic. Today, we are joined by Whitney and Luke Wright. Uh, Luke and Whitney, thank you so much for spending some time with us here at Mudlove, the Mudlove World Headquarters. I mean, it's such a great story, uh, kind of one of these hidden, hidden stories here in downtown Warsaw. We will talk about kind of well-kept secrets in our community. This is the Clearly Kaskaska podcast where we help to talk with and about the folks who have made this area home. Uh, what makes us unique as a community is us. It's the people that are here and uh, helping to tell that story. So Jody, over to you. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I, um, my history, my experience with Mudlove is mostly the bracelets. Yep. Uh, they're, uh, I don't know if you guys still have that bin oh, yeah. in the front. <laughs> Um, I remember popping in here and spending about an hour just going through those those uh, little accessory things. Yeah. Um, and then you guys do the, the mugs for Matt Anthony's. Yeah, we've done the one year of those. those okay. Mug club, yep. Right on. But that's like pretty much as much as I know about <laughs> Mud Love. So I'm excited to learn more about you guys, um, you know, your history, um, how you came to do this and then about mud love and its purpose and, and how things are going. Sounds great. So have at it. All right. Well, <clears throat> 2009 in the village of Winona, I started mud love um, in a garage. Actually, it was a artist, a painter, Bob Hudson, who was working in that garage and it was just a studio. But then I moved in and I opened it up and uh, decided to start a pottery business. Um, can't really see it from the street, so it was already a, a little bit of a secret. You kind of had to walk around to find me, but the premise of the, the business was to to love others, basically. I felt like called to build a business about something other than just making money. I had a ceramics degree from Indiana Wesleyan, and I just needed to make it work. Um, pretty much all I had on me was <laughs> a stamp set and some clay and a mini fridge. That was about what I started with. And I don't know, I just started, basically. I made products, uh, hoping I would sell them. I, I did custom orders. Um, but basically the driving part of Mud Love, and I think why people were drawn to it, was just the, the give back and the clean water aspect. So we give a week's worth of clean water to Water for Good um, to help people get clean drinking water in the Central African Republic. So for every product you buy, it's gonna be a week worth of water. Um, I, you know, <laughs> in 2009, it was like September and then winter hit and I mean, I had no money, um, really didn't have much going for me. It's ghost town and went on a lake at that, at that time, but there was an art grant <clears throat> that got me through, uh, the spring and eventually made it out of, of winter. And then July of 2010, I made the first Mud Love bracelet. And I mean, I never expected it to be anything really. I just made a hundred of them, um, put them on my work table, and it was sort of an afterthought. You know, I had the pottery on the shelves that I had worked so hard for uh, to learn how to throw on the wheel and, and master my craft. And then I made these bracelets just pretty quickly out of clay. And, Sold them for a dollar and I sold the 100 of those in a week and I found that people were giving them away and um, the people who were gifted the Mudlove Band would come in the shop and say, hey, someone gave me this and they told me where to go and so I'm here and I said, okay, well, here's what we have. 
and that just kept repeating. And so by the time it was holiday season that year, uh, I remember having like a line of people in my shop just waiting for me to tie these things together. And, um, it was yeah. It was at that point I I knew I had something. I knew that you know mud love was going to be kind of anchored in this bracelet idea. But now are you Luke and Whitney both Warsaw natives? I am. One on a lake. Yeah, She's I am not. not. I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, right on. Yeah. Ended up coming to Grace College. So. Okay, so Grace yeah. College brought you over here. Yeah. Is that, did you guys just meet while she was here? Well, that's part of the story here. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that. Go ahead. <laughs> Fast forwarded. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. <laughs> so, yeah, 2010, I knew we had something. We, we streamlined the process. Uh, the business kept growing. We eventually moved downtown in 2012 and kind of at that point didn't know what to do with the garage and we started dating actually so and she had a jewelry business called Belkai and um, so you know we were we had mud love and one on like it was sort of like it was just there it wasn't really doing much we eventually got married and we're like we really want to move your business out of the house because she had an employee and it was kind of weird to have someone in her house while we were just taking care of the kids and doing whatever like what if we took the garage and made it a marriage of our businesses and so we married Mud Love and Belkai into what we call Beloved now which is in the, the garage in Winona Lake and that is the same garage right? it's the same garage yeah. awesome yeah awesome so you are a graduate of Grace College yes Grace College, which, of course, for the listeners, I think most of the listeners will know that that is a local university. What was your major in Grace? At Grace? I majored in psychology and sociology. Okay, what, what, uh, how does that translate into jewelry? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I, I uh, naturally started making jewelry. <laughs> Are they earrings you're wearing? Are those yours? No, they're not. I was going to say, those are No, thanks. <laughs> um, I actually worked in human resources for the most part and a little bit of event planning kind of um, for a smaller business um, in California after I graduated from Grace but when I was pregnant with my first son um, I always from middle school on just wanted to own my own business and be an entrepreneur and I didn't know what that would look like Um, when I was in high school coffee shops were popping up you know and I thought, oh, I'll probably just have a coffee shop one day or something. Like, that sounds easy. <laughs> and then, um, actually, when I started at Grace, I started in economics because I, because of that desire to own my own business and business, like a business management. And um, She has many talents. I, <laughs> I was like, well, I don't need to know economics. Like, I just want a little coffee shop or something, you know. But then, anyways, fast forward, I'm pregnant with my first... Um, working full-time and I know that I want to be having a flexible schedule when I have kids at home and so my sister gifted me a necklace that I had dabbled in like making jewelry before but um, she gave me a necklace that I thought I bet I could reproduce this it was a pendant with paper in it which I always loved papers and um, design and so I set out to try to mimic it and um, but actually made it a little bit better the one my the necklace my sister had given me was not waterproof so I found resin so I started um, making jewelry out of 
um, papers and resins and they're completely waterproof but because I've designed done design work before I was creating my own designs for these necklaces so I could put a baby's footprint in it or dates or names or any kind of personalization logos business you know organization logos so when Luke and I met he had just started doing, she started hers before I started mine she yeah. was what was it 2006 I started in 2006 and I was able to stay at home with my littles at the time when I lived in California so but when I met Luke he was just starting to do the customization and I needed lots of help he needed my help basically is what we're saying I needed help with jewelry like that was doing necklaces <laughs> I needed help with the website so I was like this is a great intro this is a great little entry point for me to get to know this girl and and learn some things about business yeah so, were you guys artistic growing up? Yeah, I was, like, I was, super crafty. Always yeah, he's way stuff. more artistic than I am. I'm definitely more kind of on the math business side of things as well. You're more like eye for design. You know what looks good and yeah. know what, you know, goes together. That's a good way of I'm putting it. I'm more of, like, I can build things. Yes, he's a builder process. and a creator, and I know what I like right away when I see it. It's like a good all-around marriage to me. Everything's perfect all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is easy. So, yeah. so the Mudlove mission um, was clear water, right? Clean water. Clean water. Sorry, yeah. clean water. And did you have a similar miss it, uh, mission when you were doing? I yours? did not. I did not. He has a he has a sweeter yeah. heart than I do. <laughs> I um no. My purpose truly was to to be like to find something to do that was. You know, so that I could stay home with my kids <laughs> and create and create. So, um, but since we uh, merged the two businesses in the village garage um, and renamed it Belove, we give back through Belove, and that's yeah. kind of my baby. Even though it's really our baby, it's I manage it mostly, and so we do have a give back initiative through Belove where we give back ten percent to the local community. So, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, and and so so you're here, you know, working with uh, Water for Good. Is Water for Good also based here, I think, or local uh, kind of presence. The or? founder lives here. And okay. It has been kind of here, but now it's more Indianapolis. Okay. I mean, do you see that kind of uh, that kind of give back, social entrepreneurship kind of mentality kind of here? I mean, is, is it, this is going to sound bad? Is it in the water? I mean, to to have that kind of a, a mission focus or give back focus. By the way, I don't think that sounds. That I think that's actually really clever. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, that, sounds, that was good. I think it's. A, I think it definitely is. I mean, this is a very philanthropic community. I mean, people give lots of money, and there's lots of people doing the work, doing good things. Um, I think it's also a generational thing. It's sort of like, well, I don't want to just go go to work. I want my work to mean something, and so you find that people are you know, either like just adding mission into their work somehow or just trying to make it deeper than a paycheck so but yeah definitely this this community i mean there's a lot going on here that gets back i would agree i think that um the more you get to know people the more you hear about it so it might not be like you know baked into the business model you know like mudlove um forward facing for the community to see but as soon as you are in relationship with others, you can quickly, you know, just kind of hear the rumblings of so much giving in this community. It's a very, very generous community. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you a point of contact for people who want to donate directly to the mission? Yeah, I'm on the Water for Good board. Um, we can, you know, I would just direct them to their website to make a donation, or I can put them in touch with someone that can um, help them with that. Yeah, right on, right on. Now, um, as you've been going through the, thank you, by the way, for the journey. I mean, I think yeah. it's fantastic. As you, as you have found yourself going through these steps, um, how has it been working in this community specifically? Have you found um, uh, good support? Um, have you found the community is receptive and, and encouraging you to grow? Yeah. Um, I mean, this community is who we have to thank for, for Mud Love even being what it is today. Uh, I started in garage, I didn't have a website. I just had people and their hearts and <laughs> their willingness to share the product. Um, I also early on made a commitment to working with just local businesses, you know, if I needed insurance, I was going to call local insurance or whatever it was, and, and that helped too, where it was like, people were, you know, like, alright, here's what you have to pay each month, I know that's going to be hard, but you know, they were like, but then they become a customer of mine, they know like what I'm trying to do, and uh, it was just really, yeah, it was really neat just to feel the support from all kinds of people. Yeah. What, uh, in what ways do you interact with the local businesses? I mean, what sort of products are you providing and interacting? I mean, I just try to be a, a patron when I can. I was sad when Ace Hardware was gone, but um, <laughs> <laughs> had to go to Menards now. But uh, I mean, just, you know, restaurants, obviously, trying to just get the takeout from the restaurant, just support them. Um, like I said, insurance. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the our, village, yeah, our we, attorney, <coughs> our printing. For, we, for businesses like that, I mean, I know that you guys have done the mugs, and I know that you do the yeah. bracelets. What what other sort of things, if if there's a local business that maybe you've done that's been creative, where where you've been able to provide value to those those businesses or events? Yeah, I mean, people are always asking for donations for silent auctions. We're always willing to do that. Um, I mean, our product is one of the best tools we can give people to help them spread the word. So we've donated a lot of product. Um, people have also purchased the product, which is great. Um, yeah, we just try to be available for people, just to be open to their ideas. And what's what's the biggest thing you've ever made? The biggest order, si or the biggest, biggest size thing. Biggest size wow. thing. I've seen um, some pretty small things. I've seen little shapes, and I've seen little. Early on, personally. early on, someone um, commissioned uh, a sculpture of this little boy carrying a water pan on his head. Wow! And so I made that, and um, that was probably the biggest I had to use. Where is that now? I didn't know anything about that. I don't know. I don't know where to help. It was for how. Oh. But uh, yeah, it was a really neat order. Uh, it didn't fit in my kiln. I had to use someone else's kiln. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that would be really hard to do now. <laughs> but at that time, it worked out. That's fantastic. So it was an actual sculpture. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So anyone out there can help us track down that sculpture. <laughs> that's a good we idea. We want to find it. Yeah. So it's like a red clay. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and yeah, I mean, do you have the, the fundraising platform online to help? people, individuals, organizations, companies, if they do want to, to pursue any kind of fundraising. So, uh, again, you've got just a great, again, just 
number of different ways people can interact with Mudlove, um, from the you know, retail experience at Belove, you know, the, the bin here at the front of the shop, or all the way to online and, and, and wholesale orders. So a uh, very kind of thoughtful kind of approach to how you built the business for sure. Thanks. Um, you know, I do have a question. So we talked about, you know, uh, spending time in California, going to IWU. I mean, you both have kind of been here, left, come back. I mean, did you ever think you'd be back here in, in Kosciuszko County or, or kind of, you know, what, 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 you know, what are some of the things that, that maybe folks could consider if they maybe have moved away or haven't been here yet and uh, might draw them here? Well, it's funny. I yeah, I, did, I definitely didn't think I'd end up here. Um, a personal, um, I don't know if I would say tragedy, but some drama in my life, a divorce led me here, um, back here. I've al I always heard it was a vacuum when I left Grace College, and I was like, oh, it's not going to be me. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to come back. But um, I'll be honest, it's refreshing. I would say which is kind of funny because I wasn't trying to come up with a clearly Kosciuszko word, but it's very refreshing. Um, my friends that have come from, I lived outside of LA, so very, you know, metro area. Um, my friends that have come think that Winona Lake Kosciuszko is just as idyllic as you can get. And um, when I lived outside of LA, you know, coming here was, that's how I felt as well. It, it was like I was on vacation. Mm -hmm. um, at that time I was, but now it just is such a wonderful community, you know, and I just appreciate the, the welcoming of everybody and the heart that, you know, people have. Um, small town living is, it has its challenges for sure that we experience regularly. Um, but the, it's, it's a beautiful community. And it's definitely a place where we're, you know, constantly telling others that live in, you know, cities and things like that, that it's pretty idyllic. And, you know, we live at, we live on Winona Lake Island, so we can walk right to our shop. We can walk to the restaurant that we love. We can walk to the coffee shops that we love in the shop. So it's just, yeah, it's a great community. Yeah, for me growing up in Winona Lake, I knew I needed to go away from town for college. Uh, I mean, Marion's only an hour away, but after that, I started working with my dad doing construction and I was living with them. And so the goal at that point was like, how do I not live in my parents' basement? That was sort of the, uh, the goal. Um, I wasn't thinking, where should I live, you know, in the world? It was more like, where should I, where, where should I live on Chestnut or Sunday Lane out of my parents' house? Um, but then, you know, once the business started, it was sort of just it anchored me here. And there's times where I thought maybe, you know, I could take this somewhere else and, and whatnot. But this has just been a, a good fit. And this building downtown has been, has fit our needs for a long time. And it continues to do that. And the people, yeah, they just, you'd think that people would get maybe tired of what we're doing, we don't have a ton of different products, um, but we continue just to feel supported and, and loved by the community. So mm -hmm. it's really great. And we uh, we like to talk a bit about the well kept secrets that are here in the area. I mean, that you know, we're all humble Hoosiers. We don't brag too much about about uh, the uh, the community, the quality of life we have here. Um, you know, there are challenges, no doubt. But uh, you know, are there any kind of well kept secrets you've come across you'd be willing to share? I mean, I think others have shared. Uh, some of the trails, some of the uh, 
kind of events that are around the county, some of the restaurants or other attractions, but just uh, anything that might be off the beaten path that uh, you could share, be willing to share with the group? Hmm. Well, oh man, the taco truck. If you haven't been to the taco truck on 15, Taco Truck on 15, uh, North Detroit Street, right? Uh, yeah. Just uh, north of, kind of thinking like Instrumed and in, in, in that area? Yeah. Tacos Jalisco. Yeah. Um, I mean, any of them really are, are pretty great. Uh, Did you drive that, that one over by the party store? Uh, the party store. Oh, oh I've been there, yeah. Yeah. 26th Street Grill, San Jose, all those places. Sure, yeah. Um, I, the Thai Massage, actually, you'd be surprised. It's... It's really good, really nice massage. Okay. So if you're looking for a massage, the it's right next to uh, the Speedway and one on that. So if you're stressed out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I thought direct. I thought immediately of activities for our children. I um, and I am embarrassed. I don't know the name of it. I think it's called Lake City Gymnastics. Does that sound right? On thirty. Sounds right. They just um. We have all boys. We have four boys. So it's sometimes hard to find like activities for boys when girls are doing dance and gymnastics and things. Well, they have a ninja, a new ninja class that I've heard phenomenal things about. It's called Ninja Corps. Um, we have a son that's interested in um, that show, American Ninja Warrior. So he's taking the Ninja Corps class there. And then we have another son that is now um, taking drum lessons at Music Encounters, which I had heard phenomenal things about as well. And they're located right next to Biomet, I believe, right? That's right. Biomet, so. Just on 30. Yeah. Um, just have been really impressed with the uh, ownership there. And I can't remember his name. But. Bill. Yes, Bill thank did, you. Did he know, I think? Yes. And so, yeah, again, a couple well-kept secrets, right? Yeah. yeah. The drive by every day. Oh yeah, I'm a frequent. The Racket Club is still alive and well. Luke played there growing up because he was a phenomenal tennis player. Now I play with my friends um, a few times a week, and our boys take lessons there. The Racket Club is wonderful. Yeah, it's a great spot for um, a, a not crowded gym. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. I actually was a member of the Racket Club for the gym. Yeah. For a period of about six months, and then I. My hours of needing to work out were outside of their hours yeah. of operations. Yeah. So what about if you could wave a magic wand, I mean, what, are, what are we missing? What would you add to our, our quality of life, the fabric we have here in, uh, in Warsaw, Costco County? Ooh, that's a good question. We had a previous person we had talked to who recommended a climbing Still have not made that happen yet. But yeah, that sounds we're still so cool. Climbing. Mm -hmm. I think I, if I were to, and I don't know what this would look like, but right off, you know, top of my head, I would say a cultural center, something that celebrates um, diversity um, and inclusion, um, a place that, yeah, was welcome. I don't, again, I don't know what that would look like. I almost, in my brain, I'm thinking, you know, a co-working space with art, you know, from every kind of culture and every kind of race and just ways to, um, to celebrate diversity. Fantastic. Yeah. Mine is less of a, an attraction or whatever, but if I can wave the magic wand, I think just having people who 
work here, live here. I mean, orthopedics, they bring a lot to the community, but then we can also find that they don't live here. You know, it'd be great to get more people invested in Warsaw. And, you know, they work here, they, they live here, they play here, all those things, um, I think really matter for community development. Um, so, I don't know how to get that to happen, but... This, uh, hey, this this project is a small a small step. I mean, it's helping to tell the story of what, what who's here, what's here as far as things to do, even uh, like a ninja core class or, or finding a, a climbing wall or music uh, lessons. Um, if, you know, if folks are just driving in during the day, they're not going to know what's off what's in the community off of just off just what they see on thirty, right? Right. So helping to tell that story. Um, it's not that there aren't things here; it's just they're probably not well well known. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, moved over two years ago and I'm certainly still learning a lot about what's here so yeah yeah if we can get somebody to who's driving down 30 to uh, you know if they're headed towards Plymouth take a left and stop over at Mudlove to see what you guys are exactly. about yeah. and we win you know? exactly yeah and take an opportunity to get to meet you guys and and uh, find out a little bit more about how great this town is we've had people from faraway places drive here just for for this you know, uh, Ohio and I, I have to say okay so now I'm, I'm curious is a Thai massage like one of those ones where they do the, the oh she yeah she's doing the she's got the holding on to the bars and like walking on your back <laughs> are you kidding that's fantastic I just yeah it's more interactive than your than your Swedish massage some stretching yeah yeah it was, it was great I didn't know yeah <laughs> that's cool again drive up and down on Abbott every day. I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I just need to stop yeah. in there. And I got a pinch on my shoulder, so I could use oh, yeah. like a heel just driven into it because it gets take, really tight. She'll take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just the legacy of entrepreneurship here. I mean, you know, people from all backgrounds who've come here from elsewhere. I mean, that example of small business and you know, other small businesses we've talked about. I mean, we do want to spotlight what's happening, just who's here and the kind of things that are. Just those kind of businesses you don't see in other small communities, right? So, yeah. You know, awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I've got my question. Though. Yo, so, hit them up. You know, hit them up with the tough ones. I think we've always we've already kind of walked into one question, which is about your vision for the community. I mean, what would you like to see? What does what does this area look like ten or twenty years from now? And I think we each have a small part to play, but kind of what does it look like uh, from from your perspective? Um, not sure. I mean, you know, I know I know there's big ones that are already being talked about, like childcare and things like that. Big picture-wise, though, I think I, I think the community needs. I mean, we all need to understand like what's really happening in the community. I think at face value, it can look like we go to one on lake and this is gorgeous. You know, this is perfect. But there's definitely people suffering even inside of that little area um, and beyond. And I think I think it's good for us to commu- as a community to understand that. You know, even um, with the homeless shelter uh, fellowship missions, like I know there's plenty of times where they're completely booked, booked out. Like there's no more room. Um, but I think just like you know, starting with just awareness, like this is what's happening in our community, and then that can lead to problem solving and, you know, thinking through how to help. 
um, yeah. providing the resources um, for all all types of people. You know, different. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. To, I'm excited about Cardinal Center growing. I there's so many um, wonderful organizations here that are doing really good work. But the more everyone's aware of what they're doing, the more resources are available and the more networking that can happen. So I really, yeah, it's neat to see all that's happening already, but we want like 10 times that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, because there are a lot of needs. There are a lot of needs. Yeah. And as as we grow, I mean, globally, like everything is moving online and we sell online. That's important part of our business I think it's just so encouraging as a small business owner to see people like truly invested in the small businesses so like if someone comes into Beloved and buys a gift for someone there versus something on Amazon or whatever I mean that that feeds our family <laughs> you know uh, and we we know that we think about that pretty much every day and so just the understanding and the investment that's why I talked about people living here, right? And then understanding like how important these businesses are to the, like the fabric of the community. Um, I guess I just hope that people are just first just aware like how important it is, and then second would actually make you know a commitment to themselves as everything moves to like such easy access, you know, to get anything you want. It's, you can buy anything you want online, and it's it is really convenient, um, but there's also um, importance of just saying I'm gonna just see what I can find locally. Maybe it's not as convenient, but um, it's definitely critical. I think for for our community. Reminds me, uh, you know, Fort Wayne is still known, I think, as the city that saved itself for the response to the floods of 1982. I think it was. It's almost 40 years ago. Uh, you know that, that this area could be be known for you know, as a city, the community that that really helps to to grow on its own and, and that we are an hour away from two great places you know Fort Wayne and South Bend and a lot of other amenities around but we are far enough away that we we can kind of work on our own we've got a lot of people here that, that you know don't have to be here but hey we've chosen to be here so let's, let's kind of figure it out together mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, w- I would love to be known as a community that takes care of each other because they're um, beloved the reason that we established the giving back model for Beloved was because we're continually, we were, I would say almost every day, asked to partner with other organizations, with a family that needs something, with a bo- the boomerang backpacks, you know, it, anything from maybe smaller needs to organizations. Yeah. So in order that, to not dilute the clean water mission, which is super important with the mud lab, yeah. we decided to rebrand or brand it beloved to get back specifically to the community so we kind of could open that door. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Now, how have you guys, have you guys um, um, had any change in business? I know a lot of your a lot of your business is online, but have you noticed or have been detrimentally impacted by the tumultuous COVID pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty, it was pretty amazing how sales just stopped. Almost, I mean, we, <clears throat> we furloughed most of the team. We had 
I think, three people on payroll making minimum wage, and we could barely make payroll. Yeah, overnight. We, pretty much overnight. Uh, yeah. We moved a, a little desk into our playroom and had, like, one product we were shipping um, just as just to keep our doors open because we didn't want to close, and we know that's that's hard on a business just to completely close. That was for seven weeks about the time that we had three people and, uh, well, five, including us, on payroll for about seven weeks. But I think, you know, I mean, we made it through it. We got help with the PPP, which was critical for us. Um, but there was a lot of good things, a lot of silver linings. I think for us as owners, it just sort of re-centered ourselves on, like, the fact that, like, oh, I, I'm just going to go have, I'm going to have to do this. I'm not delegating it to anybody. I'm going to have to ship this product. I'm going to have to make this product, and I'm going to have to clean this or do that or whatever. And um, just that process of us getting back into the details of the business was really good, I think, for our future. Um, yeah. she, she became, like, we kind of split where I became more operations manager and she's more sales marketing manager. Yeah. It actually just so happened that COVID hit right after some organizational changes already that happened with the MUBUB and a little bit of a downsizing, even just in space. Um, we kind of downsized our office space. So, yeah, it was a it was a crazy time for sure. I mean, all of the work at home was being done with the you know quote unquote help with of our four boys <laughs> slash not helpful at all. So um, yeah. <laughs> It was it was interesting, but there were there were a lot of silver linings. It the um you know the the hot word that came about you know pivoting during that time was actually really critical for our business. We needed to make some changes, and it forced our hand. So it was when we had yeah. people come to us with ideas. We had someone that wanted to donate bracelets, and we made this commitment to match a bracelet for everyone that was purchased to give to frontline workers so we we gave Thousands. a thousand or more bracelets to nurses and doctors and things like that and then you know after the george floyd incident and with that we we did a stand for equality campaign where we sold <clears throat> let's see we sold over a thousand bracelets that either say black lives matter or an equal sign and those were all funded by like a, a pledger. So I'd ask people to pledge to give money to purchase them in advance. So if you went online, you'd get a free one and along with whatever else you wanted to purchase. And then we also sell them at cost. So, you know, these things that they're, you know, obviously these are really hard things, pandemics and racial injustice and things like that. But it's a, for us, we felt like this is an opportunity for us to really flex our muscles with our mission and um, be an encouragement um, to people. That's, I mean, that's our whole goal is like through hardship, um, through hard times, people are having is to be that source of encouragement and, and kind of go along with them. So, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Need, the need doesn't go away and the opportunity doesn't go away. So, yeah. So we always have uh, kind of one wrap-up question, uh, and Whitney, you already uh, touched on this briefly of, 
you know, what does Kolekasiasko mean to you? You know, when you think about that phrase, I mean, you mentioned it's a bit like our pure, pure Michigan, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it creates a visual. So, you know, you, with your involvement in the community, just how much you, you're part of the fabric of this community, I was curious for each of you what, what Kolekasiasko means to you. And if I could add a sub question, if you could share with us just, just briefly which, uh, which Mudluff bracelet you, you have. Mm. Yeah, again, I think when I have a lot of friends in, that live in different areas, um, and I think um, just in the last week I had a conversation with a friend that lived in Fort Wayne that um, was like, of course, of course you have that in Warsaw. You know, it was just like, um, you can't really say that about some of the smaller communities that are around us. So um, the fact that we're a day trip you know, um, like a destination, the Warsaw Mono Lake area um, with lots to offer is, that's what clearly Kosciuszko means to me, is that, you know, lots within hours. You know, it's worth a trip for the day within hours of Chicago even. So that's pretty, that's pretty special. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I think when you put a label on a community like that, it holds it to a standard. Right, you don't want to say clearly Kosciuszko and then someone would be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So to me it means that we are saying we're worth visiting, we're worth living in, um, and here's why. And so then that kind of leads, you know, people like you, Alan, to, to help with those details and make it, why do people, why should people live here, um, why should people invest money and time here? Mm -hmm. Right. Right on. What about the Mudluff bracelets? Oh, what do you wearing? Uh, so I have three Vionas. Um, Vionas are weaved in uh, Dominican Republic by women that are at risk. Um, I've got three of those on. I have a strength bracelet and then I have a prototype. I'm usually wearing some kind of prototype, so you'll have to wait on that one. Yeah, too bad they can't see it. Um, I'm wearing a Viona as well, and I'm wearing a bracelet that says I choose which was actually a gift to me. It's, I love it when someone gives me my love. It's really special because <laughs> sometimes I'm not wearing it, I'll be honest. But um, I read a book recently with some girlfriends that talked about choosing uh, you know, one thing over another. I, I choose gratitude over complaining. So it's just a reminder of the book that we read together this summer and one of the girls got me a bracelet that says I choose. So. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much. Awesome. Uh, it's you. a pleasure to meet you and you to hear the Mud Love story. Um, it's a great story. And for anybody who's listening to this, if you're driving down 30 and you want to meet these wonderful people and see the Mud Love um, business in action, I encourage you to do so. Um, it is phenomenal. Fantastic. Jody, thank you once again. Thank see you, you next time on the radio, so to speak. And Whitney and Luke, thank you so much for sharing time with us. You're 10 years into the writing the Mud Love story, I just look forward to seeing the future unfold and how you're going to build this here in Cascas County. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Thanks for all you do. Thanks for having us.